Hi guys, welcome to Cast Live. Um, thank you for joining the show tonight. Uh, we're going to be talking with Nico, also known as Stomisten, and all about his story with Crohn's or IBD and having an ostomy and how much passion he has for fitness. Welcome, Nico. Would you want to just introduce yourself, give people a bit of a background about you? Of course, I can make a try at least. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, my name is Nico, uh, Nikolai. I'm from Denmark. I'm from Copenhagen and I'm 27 years old. And I have an uh, ileostomy. I got that at an age of 20 uh, because of colitis. Uh, it, was a, it was a tough tour. So uh, I was going out traveling overseas rep for Tui. And then one day from another, it just went crazy and uh, I need to go home to Denmark again. And then a doctor came to me and said, like, now you have like 24 hours, otherwise you will not survive. Um, we need to make the operation straight away. So that's a little bit about my background story for uh, me having an ostomy today. But uh, nowadays I live a perfectly healthy life, do what I love to do. And uh, yeah, I would say in general, live a, a normal life as uh, people without an ostomy. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like, I've only known you for a short while, uh, pretty much since we got locked down and started yeah. meeting each other online. Uh, so it's been it's been a been a pleasure knowing you to date. And I just wondered if you could talk to me a little bit more about your life prior to getting diagnosed with IBD. Is it Crohn's that you have or is it also just colitis? colitis? Colitis. Cool. Um, so what, what were you up to before? You, you said you had to go back to Denmark. Like, where in the world were you when things were, were going I was uh, I was in the Grand Canaria. I had the colitis since I was 13, 14 years old, and I got my medicine. It was not a big deal for me. Um, I was not thinking about it, and I was just living my life. Um, because it was normal for me back then to be more sick than usual. So I was like, like yeah, okay, that's how life is living with me. Uh, been, but after high school, I, I really wanted to go uh, abroad and live as a tour guide. And uh, I went to Gran Canaria for the academy school uh, for reps. And it was amazing. Sun was shining. We got our own little family, uh, the colleagues, friends. But then it just hit me at yeah, a combination of uh, new bacteria, food, not stress, but we were doing something all the time, work, fitness, party. And I think my my body just said, no, no, the colitis, Nicolai, now you cannot handle this. And then I went to the hospital at the Gran Canaria, was there at uh, that place for like a month and got stronger, stronger medicine, but they couldn't keep, um, keep, keep uh, the inflammatory uh, down. So I was in contact uh, with uh, Denmark uh, SOS and making sure that they were doing the same as they will do here in, here in Denmark. And uh, they said, oh, they're doing the same. But at one point, they could not do anymore. So um, I was not fit to fight, uh, fight <laughs> uh, fit to flight, but, uh, but I, they could not do anymore. So I was like a little in between uh, my chairs. So I said to my doctor, what, do I, <laughs> what the hell should I do? Like, yeah, well, how do you feel for traveling? I was just like, I just really want to go home. Um, I was in, in contact, of course, with my family, and and I understood from them that this the position I was in, it was critical right now. So uh, 
I, I took a flight home with SOS and uh, drove directly to uh, the hospital here in, uh, in Copenhagen. And then that was for yeah, less than a week, uh, we tried some different kind of medicine, but it was not working either. And then uh, the doctor came to me and said, like, they were like, you will not survive more than 24 hours. We, we need to take to uh, make an operation straight away now. And at that point, my world just like disappeared. It just went black and I was 20 years. I'm like, fuck. I, yeah. And the time after that, I didn't have any beliefs in myself. I went from being an active, sporty guy to a little, uh, yeah. It was so weird to look at the mirror and couldn't recognize the guy in there. It was horrible. But yeah, happily, it, it turned around. <laughs> Uh, after my uh, physique got better and better, not that I was working out, it took like a long time before I started fitness again. Um, been, but when I could um, do my do my passion, I want to. I really really want to go out to travel again as overseas trip, and uh, the option came after two two and a half months. And um, from there, I started to accept uh, that I was looking um, special or. Not like everyone else, and after a few years, I was like, "Nah, it's actually not a big deal." Uh, me having a bag, I can still do this and this and this. And my biggest concern was actually about uh, girls and love. Um, I was, I, I, my mindset was, "Okay, I will never be dating. I will never find a girlfriend." Um, but uh, happily, I was wrong about that as well. Yeah, that's amazing, and like. Uh... Like quite a number of people I've met recently, your your story and how you ended up with urostomy is quite almost like an emergency surgery. Although you mm, did yeah. have a prolonged amount of time in the Canary Isles where things weren't working out, the the sort of twenty four hours of it's got to come out mm. um, is is a really short space of time. And you mentioned that you found yourself in a really dark place. Do you know why that was, or what was the main sort of triggers for you on that? I think the the biggest thing was I have like my idea about how I should live my life and all my values, what I stand for. And when I got the back, it was actually not because of my size of my body that was changed, but now I also, I got this back and my gut sticking out and those uh, poop shit. I was like, okay, now I, I, I cannot live the life I wanted to live. And then all the limitation came in. I cannot have my, 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 the job I want to have. I can't find any girlfriends. All the people around me are looking at me weird. And it was, it was just in my head. It was exploding. I could not control any of my thoughts. There was a time to, a time to remember. And I, uh, uh, one, once a year, I actually think back, back in time while I, Comparing to where I am today, and I can, I, I can uh, make, I, I cry a little bit because to see how far you can move as a person, go from, actually, I was screaming out loud, loud to my doctor and my mom, my family, just before the operation that I don't want to live. Um, I, I prefer the death um, compared to live with an ostomy and all the shit it will come with. But uh, happily, the doctor and my mom said that's not your option it's not an option for you you need to make the operations so um i was, and I was, was happy for that call what was it that scared you about it <sighs> today i see it's it's only my thoughts but in general i think uh, how other people would uh, react if they would treat me differently 
And again, the biggest cost will be oh, the thought, I will never find a girl who will accept me, who wants to make love with me, or just to be close. There was a big concern. But I found, um, found actually, together with my previous girlfriend, we just broke up uh, just before I went overseas. So um, that thought I could uh, hold. That, that, was, that was nice, but yeah. I was really, really afraid about what people were thinking. Because I couldn't accept it myself. Yeah, and I think that's a really interesting point. Um, because I, I I felt the same um, whenever ostomy surgery was first introduced to me, to me, and it was like I was single at the time. I was like, how am I going to meet someone? Like what? Yeah. Like, like it was weird. Like that was one of the main. Obviously, it's a little bit of a vanity thing, I guess, and also it's a little bit of uh, lack of. I don't know, confidence in, in womankind. Um, but yeah, as well, it's like, it's funny how much our inward thoughts are impacted by what we perceive other people mm. will think about us. And I think that's such a, it makes you feel a little bit more connected, a little bit more uh, normal hearing you talk about going through a similar experience. Yeah, I understand. So after having your uh, ostomy surgery, how long did it take you to get back on your feet and start doing like normal day activities? Were yeah, you the, for a while, the, or were you? Yeah, still- I was actually connected to my hospital for like a little more than two months, um, and because my previous job was overseas, and that was the job I want to go back to, so um, I needed to be fully recovered. I could not just take oh, okay, now I work like ten percent, twenty percent. Uh, percent of the time um so i was uh, back home uh, recovering uh, for like two two and a half months and then i wrote back to my uh, my company uh, tui like ah, i'm ready to uh, go overseas again uh, i was so passionate about it but it, it was uh, not for sure if i could maybe there was someone who took my uh, place and but uh, after I wrote them one week after that, they were like, Nikolai, we still got your own uh, your apartment, your colleagues, Grand Canaria, you can move back and uh, do your job. And I was like, oh, I was in tears. It was, yeah. I also normally tell, say that that was one of my big uh, help package that I could uh, continue to live what was my dream back then as an overseas uh, tour rep. Um, it was what uh, made me go on my feet again, indeed. And just, just for, like I'm not really entirely sure what an overseas rep does. I know I've got a, and I think I've got a. How would I say? I think I've got some sort of an idea, but I'm not sure entirely. Like I've met the odd like holiday rep whenever I've gone on a package holiday, so to speak, and things like that. But mm. never really. I've always kind of done my own things. So I'm not entirely sure what what reps do. So if you could let me know, <laughs> yeah, what, of course, what your job actually entails, that'd be really interesting. Yeah, maybe because uh, normally when I tell people like, "Ah, oh, you're like a pizza guy," <laughs> and it, I, definitely not. Uh, I was a rep for Tui, a big company. We took care of everything when people were traveling a charter. Uh, uh, you know, when they arrived with the flights and bus transportation, the excursion service, any kind of request, and uh, when people have problems, and they do have a lot of problems, <laughs> um, and then there was a lot of selling uh, as well. But in 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 overall, our job was to make sure that uh, our guests had like the best vacation ever. So it makes it easier when the sun is shining and. Uh, 
some drinks in the evenings. Oh, we also were partying, but uh, not meanwhile, <laughs> we were at work, but it was a big uh, community of reps uh, at the destination. So we had a lot of fun, uh, a lot of fun. It was a special and really good time. But we took care of the, the guests coming here. So uh, they feel uh, secure about the new culture and everything. And are you still doing that job now in Gran Canaria? No, 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 no. I'm back home in Denmark. It's like, like seven years ago, I was traveling uh, in Gran Canaria, uh, Lanzarote, Turkey, Thailand. And uh, then I took a uh, half a year in uh, Stockholm in Sweden. And then I was like, okay, now I need to be an adult. <laughs> I need to travel home to Denmark, make uh, a little education and uh, see what comes from there. Yeah. It's, it is funny how much uh, you sometimes feel like you need to grow up when you're having so much fun. Yeah, it's horrible. But the reason why I actually took home was also because uh, because of a girl. I got a Swedish girlfriend and I said like, oh, now I got the destination Thailand and Phuket. I really need to live in Thailand and food, the service, massages. <laughs> um, and after that, I was like, okay, I'm coming home. We're moving to Sweden and uh, I will take care of my love life. Um, but it only lasts for half a year. So I took back to my family and friends here in Denmark. <laughs> Well, it's it's an adventure. Um, just going to your return to work. How did you find that? Was there because obviously it, it sounds like the job requires a lot of energy. It mm. requires you to be sort of uh, outward facing, to be high energy and and involved in a lot of different sort of strands. So how did you manage that with coming back from your surgery? I know you had a few months. Yeah, did you struggle with fatigue or anything like that. Actually, I for me it was not a big issue um, before my operation and, and after when I was uh, fully recovered. I always have had a lot of energy, um, so I was uh, I was suitable to do the job. I can imagine that just the time just after the operation and the beginning of the my guide career again. It's it's I, I don't remember it that well because there was a lot of new things and the world turned upside down two three times maybe. Um, but I took it slow because I also want to, uh, to go to the gym after I come back to Grand Canaria. But I was told by my doctor because my operation was like a, a big one and my condition just before that was really horrible. So I should wait at least a half a year so I could recover. And at that point, I have some more time to, to relax. So when I was doing my job, I could have my, my full energy and still maybe have a little energy for a little drink in the evening sometimes <laughs> yeah, that's incredible like you're i think you're very fortunate to have be such a high energy person like i you're just you're enthusing me right now just in the conversation <laughs> after the day i've had with the kids i'm just like going well i was i was energy zero and i feel like i'm maybe pushing up to a five yeah um, i'm happy to hear <laughs> we have some uh, special water here in denmark yes yeah, special water um what was your fitness regime like then prior to having your serious bout of inflammation or your, your flare-up uh, mm -hmm. where you had to go back to Denmark? What were you doing fitness-wise before? And has that changed <laughs> since? Uh, actually, when I was in the beginning of 14, 15, I started to go to the gym just a little bit. And uh, from, the high, from high school, it, it got serious not in any professional way, but I, I felt like I liked the, the energy and, of course, the pump doing fitness. Um, but 
all the things I got outside the fitness, I feel like the energy, I'm just more focused and I'm being more happy. So uh, from I was 18, I have been working out from four to seven times a week. Um, and in my best period, it is around this six times a week. Um, and of course, just before up to going overseas as a rep, uh, working under the sun, I was like, okay, need to push this a little harder now. <laughs> Want to have the six pack just before it does to be. And then it took, of course, uh, yeah, more than a half a year uh, without any workout because I was sick and recovering. And then I started out uh, slowly, really slow. It was so, so crazy weak. Um, but when I got up to the normal level, um, I just started out to work what fits in my calendar. And uh, right now it's those, uh, yeah, five, six times a week. So how long did it? Can you remember this now? Because it is quite a while ago, but how long um, did it take you to get back to normal levels? So starting from, mm. say, getting out of hospital, how long did it take you and what sort of things did you use to help you? Yeah, I remember back then when I was in Denmark and just before I went overseas, I went to the gym actually, not for any kind of hard workout, but I was this uh, bicycling arm machine. I was like, that was the only thing because I should really take care of not uh, hurting my abs and my car and then yeah those two months without any workout uh, uh yeah recovering and then i could like walk normally because for the two months after the operation i was walking like a 90 degrees back because it just hurt like crazy it got better and better of course and uh, from that yeah i waited like half a year so in total uh, eight nine months before i started working out uh, yeah a little bit and then it took how one and a half two years uh before i was uh, back to normal i guess yeah one 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 and a half year um but i took it slow so I did was you find it frustrating or was it something you were able to cope with with that um, it was frustrating really in, in the beginning um, but still i the motivation was there i was like a little skinny man again but i remember i took some pictures back when i was in 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 Crankin area, I was there for two seasons. So in the second season, um, and then I just felt a little, little, the little pump in, in the shoulder and the chest, and I'm like, okay, we're getting there. It's it's not the, the funny way because it's hurting like hell, but um, it, I still feel uh, the first of all the pump, uh, and then all the the energize and happiness, and that's what is really important for me when I, I go to the gym, and that's why I like to do it uh, that often. Actually, then it's a benefit that uh, you can get. Uh, Apps, if you're lucky, or <laughs> add some muscle hair there. Um, yeah. Did you get any physiotherapy um, in between, sort of like after hospital surgeries? Uh, did you have a physiotherapist or a PT or anybody help you with looking at different bracing techniques or working on your core muscles? Actually, surprisingly not. Um, I was just told... No workout at all for half a year. And I took normally, I'm like, ah, half a year plus minus. But this one, I'm like, okay, we're taking that seriously. And then I, I actually took it more than half a year. And as I said, took it slowly from there. But I didn't have any expertise um, persons who was uh, teaching me. But I also believe that it's really different from person to person. The recovery time and what you can do um, for working out after today and also like half a year, two years after, uh, one and a half, two years after the operation, I was doing an abs workout like 
I did before the operation that like with a lot of weights and I know that some people today who have the ostomy with in maybe three years they 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 should not do it um so it really depends on the your condition and yeah how you are as a person actually um, it's really 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 individual I think yeah I think I agree I've got I've got a friend who is a um does the same job as me uh, within rehab and he's got his he had to get his J pouch taken down and go back to having an ostomy. And he spent like the last two years just, uh, he'll, he'll admit that he probably didn't take his time as much as he should have. Oh, yeah. But he ended up, he's like, I think he had like three prolapses. He's now taking the time and he's sort of getting back on his feet. He's training for an Ironman. Um, so he's done really, really well. But I just remember his frustration of, um, and kept on stacking up that frustration because he just would prolapse and he was just like, I don't, you just couldn't understand why he was prolapsing. And then you would look on um, one of the groups we're on is ostomy athletes, uh, which is a really good Facebook group. If you do have an ostomy, you fall upon this um, or you're just interested in sports. Uh, they're a really um, open group that uh, provide a lot of information and, and support, much like the groups that we're in. Um, but yeah, he was watching people on there and there's people on there that are, had been less time after surgery doing more and he's yeah. getting I, I'm I'm a fitness instructor. Why can I not do more? <laughs> and it's yeah, I think you're right. It's just listen to that body of yours and try Indeed. and just cope with if you need to take it slow, just take it slow. If you can take it faster, then take it faster. But ultimately listening to yourself is such an important thing. I think. Indeed. Indeed. I also believe that if if you are in a good condition with your body and workout before the operation, you are suited well. Uh, after i don't know if that was the case with your body who was a personal trainer yeah no totally is there anything you've learned um from having your ostomy in training that you chance to do now that you wouldn't have done before like um, i don't know like hydration or nutrition wise is there anything you do differently now time of day actually, do you eat yeah. your stuff? Uh, actually i haven't big uh, have made any big changes because i think my body is really good to observe all the proteins vitamins and so on and I drink uh, in general <laughs> a lot of water during the day, um, so I'm not getting any hydrated or something. Um, so it's not in my it's not uh, it's not having my biggest concern. Um, also because I got my uh, full length of eight meters of uh, cologne uh, still, so I'm I'm really happy for what I have uh, inside here. So uh, for me, it, I'm not feeling it's a, a bigger deal uh, compared to what I hear from a lot of other people. Um, they need to drink more water and uh, think about actually more about what they are eating. They are, they can some people can be limited uh, on that. Um, now, yeah, I eat more or less uh, now more yeah everything actually. I need to make sure I'm chewing it a lot so I don't get stopped. But I have learned that <laughs> after a few mistakes. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so just to get my head right. Um, have they? Have you still got part of your large intestine, or have you got all of your no. large intestine removed? Yeah, uh, the, the 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 end, the large one they took. Uh, so I have an elastomy, but they have I have like eight meter of uh, of that, so I can observe uh, most as uh, yeah, actually most of the vitamins and proteins and so on. Yeah, you mentioned you drink quite a lot of water. Do you ever find there's issues for you with output when you're training, or just generally like after workout you might consume quite a bit of water? Do you find there's an issue any you have with output at that time? 
Uh, actually not only uh, i need I, i'm like peeing like one time an hour <laughs> that's a bro that's nothing about my ostomy but uh food and uh, drinking the water so on but i it's not in my concern i think i'm a lucky one at that point actually that's really cool do you, um, do you ever take anything like supplements wise for hydration do you ever like take uh we call it thyrolite in the uk mm, yeah i yeah, know uh, no never never tried it actually uh, again i think uh, i was uh, a lucky punch in that area that's brilliant. <laughs> that's brilliant. so what is it what is your go-to then what's your training like what do you do uh, for uh, for training workouts yeah yeah it's basically uh, the gym i um, go to the gym i said uh, like hopefully five six times a week and it's just uh, yeah what people will call bodybuilding, I guess. So uh, I take the weights, pump it, relax. Uh, I'm not that into a cardio. <laughs> it's too tough. So uh, at this, uh, I found a, a good weight for working out for me and like uh, push really hard and then I can just relax a little bit and uh, listen to some good music. So uh, it's basically the, the culture here uh, that's really popular in Denmark. I've been for, for many years. That's brilliant. It's brilliant. Um, so how have you managed to do your training then? What sort of stuff have you done recently? Because obviously the gyms, in fact, have the gyms been closed in Denmark? Or Yes. Sad. It was so tough. <laughs> so what, what have you been doing? How have you been filling this time? Actually, I started the running. I bought, bought myself a little uh, smart watch uh, so I can plug in some uh, headphones as well. Um, but I really don't like to run. <laughs> it's so horrible it's really nice afterwards and i got all the energy and so on but um it's tough i haven't been uh, running since i was like 18 so uh, that's a tough one but we have some um some outside spaces but i was actually they were close by the police but i found one place and then i bought like uh, some uh, elastics so i can work out a little little shoulder and a little uh, chest but it was not getting uh, the pump and then the energy I, I wanted to have. So it was like a three or four month uh, without. But it's like, yeah, we just need to accept that there's something in the world that's more important than the fitness right now. And we can still do a little kind of workout and then uh, have focus on uh, something else. I put a lot of my focus uh, on my company. So um, I took a benefit of that. And uh, just, just for the guys watching, what is it your company actually is? What do you do? Yeah, I, I just uh, educated myself, that's wrong to say, but I took an education for being a life coach. So I tried to coach uh, people with an ostomy, actually, to live uh, their life to the fullest so they don't have any limitations up in their heads, uh, as I had back then. Uh, oh, I can't get any girlfriends. I look like shit. I hate myself. I'm, I'm, I'm the worst. Um, so I tried to get people to understand that living with an ostomy should not be any different compared to not having an ostomy bag it's the only difference is there's a bag otherwise all the limitation we have it is upside in our heads and there's a strategy for that and uh, that's uh, how i'm trying to help people and it gives me actually more energy to um to help that way than the, the fitness just five minutes before we went uh, live here you called me in here i got, got a message from a, a, a mom from the region she had uh, she have a son on it's eight years old and this she, she just wrote this summer he was like he was disgusted by his body and he didn't know how to tell it and then the mom just showed 
uh, my Instagram uh, stories, and then everything changed. I was like, I was in tears just before. So when you call, I'm like, oh, I need to take it away. I was, I was so happy uh, how how one I one person can change a little boy's life just with some pictures and some videos. It it's it what drives me. I'm. I want. Uh, oh, I was so so happy. I'm out of words. It was amazing when you can change people's life um, because I know how he felt, and uh, now he can see like, okay, it's an option. I can live like Nikolai from Denmark. There's no uh, limitation. You can work out and you can do your job and have a perfectly happy life. Actually, I think that's amazing. I um. So similar to what we're trying to do with Cast is obviously mm -hmm. we're trying to reach out and put information out there for people to be able to feel less alone and more comfortable with their diagnosis, be that whatever it is. And if they have to have an ostomy or whatnot, hopefully we'll be able to give them the information so Thank they you. can feel a bit more confident about who they are. But how did you how did you end up at this as your your choice of company or choice of occupation? Yeah. What was the, what's the story there? Yeah, but in, in the beginning, I... I put it some, uh, yeah, I was OC's rep, so I had some uh, photos when I was at the beach with my ostomy because I started to accepting uh, how, I was, how I was looking. And then people was uh, writing me, oh, that's, that's brave and that's nice. I was like, thank you. <laughs> uh, and then I was like, okay, I, will, I can make an account, an Instagram account uh, focusing on that so my friends and family uh, don't have to see it um, if I put my fully focus on that. And it got... Actually, kind of popular. Not that there's a thousand, thousand of uh, people following, but they are so kind and happy and writing. And then uh, back uh, one and a half year ago, I had an idea that could be fun if I could use more time and do a bigger difference. So, okay, I'm starting a company. Uh, <laughs> didn't have uh, doing any business plan or research. I was like, but if i if i add more time and money into it uh, i also need to uh, yeah to do more and hopefully i can reach out uh, to more people and it, it actually uh, got a cooperation with coloplast back here uh, in denmark and in the global department we did a lot of uh, somi last year um but it was actually uh, my mom who triggered me because uh, i was also told her of all those nice messages i got and she was like Neola, you know you need to do something more. You need to go out and uh, spread the word and tell the story and inspire. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I promise, Mom, I will do that. So, uh, yeah, that was actually my my Kickstarter. Oh, that's brilliant. I love, I love, I love that it's it's the mother that came in and gave you a kick. <laughs> a but she was she was my coach back then. She was uh, the one who took me from uh, the worst time to like. They were like, you need to have your goal and yeah, you have your limitation. Have a look at it. How can you like destroy them or accept them? And uh, we took it from there. So yeah, she was a big, big help and inspiration for me. So how did you end up working with Coloplast? And what, like, what, <laughs> what is Coloplast if people are watching Yeah, of this? course. Uh, Shop Coloplast are making uh, products, uh, ostomy bags, uh, plates. Uh, so all I have attached to my uh, belly here is from Coloplast. Uh, my idea about going up to them was because I want to uh, make a cooperation with the, the hospitals here in Denmark. So I just wanted to uh, have a walk up to Coloplast and say, hey, couldn't it be nice if we were saying we were working together somehow and then we could make some cooperation and help out at hospitals and say, hell yeah, of course we will do that. But we need to do something more. 
uh, we need to make some uh, social media. So we half a year we were like, making uh, blogs um, and videos and a photo with uh, tips and tricks, um, what to do when you are dating, um, what's good to eat in the beginning and afterward, what should you do with your recovery time. All the knowledge I have, we just try to uh, spread out to people in the world, actually. That's amazing. Um, and like the, the amount of stuff that you've done in such a short period of time as well is like, it's unbelievable. Um, what, what sort of social networks or what sort of social things can people find you on other than Instagram? Uh Actually, I'm putting a lot of effort into my uh, my Instagram. Uh, then I am on uh, Facebook as well, um, but not so active. But it's the the most used here in the, in Denmark. Uh, but then I will I'm doing some uh, online uh, things, videos, mental videos. But uh, sadly, for now, it's only uh, in Danish. But uh, I have something uh, on the board here, so uh, hopefully we can uh, do something uh, bigger when uh, the time is right for that. So what's the biggest thing you've noticed um, from doing your sort of life coaching for people with IBD and ostomies? Mm. What's, what's, what's people's main concerns, have you noticed? Or what sort of, mm. what do you feel people will get the most benefit from you? I think the one thing I hear a lot is um, they saying, I am I'm ugly with my ostomy, I'm gross. I'm asked them like, Okay, I'm, I'm here. You, I'm, I'm just here. Is, is that general for all with an ostomy? For me, for an example, am am I gross because of my ostomy bag? No, 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 you're not gross. No, okay, but how can it be? You are so tough to yourself then. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so the, one of the biggest thing is we we are putting a, a big negative hat over ourselves, including myself back in time and all uh, the clients I have. Um, and the other big concern, of course, is what are other people thinking about us? And then there's, uh, in at, at that tree, there's a lot of uh, different uh, ways, uh, girlfriends, dating, friends, new job, colleagues, uh, when you go to school, how do you, how do you say it? Um, and then of course there's the, the phys physical things, um, but the, the physical things, um, I, I cannot help with that. Um, Coaching wise, I can do it with mentoring and say, okay, I would recommend you to do this and this if you have pain or you have difficulties with with some food. Um, but otherwise, yeah, it's a, it's the two biggest uh, concerns that come with. It is, we, I think in general, we have like, it's the overall box uh, people are having as a concern. And then we just need to split it out. And um, what I see, a lot of people after just one coaching session uh, session when we have a we, we talk as we do here today um two points is really important one thing is that they can see another person me um okay you are doing well so they like it, it is an option and then we break a lot of those uh, demons they have up in their heads and limitations uh, they tell themselves uh, and then we find some uh, other ways so they actually can live and uh, reach their goals so actually, one session can uh, it have turned the uh, the world around for a lot of people. But um, normally we say coaching is between the sessions. So um, if you are new with an ostomy, I will normally recommend to take like five, ten sessions, um, and then we can really move mountains. That's incredible. Um, it really is like it's such a an amazing piece of work. 
what did you say you said did you say 12 sessions um actually i'm making a program right now uh, for three months where there's some uh, coaching sessions sessions and then there's some mentoring as well like we're talking right now we are saying oh mm -hmm. this is a good thing to do and so on uh, so making a structure because i believe uh, i was more or less accepting my uh, my condition after half uh, yeah, half a year Mm -hmm. So if you're getting like professional help and have something you can look up to, um, I think it's a, I, re I believe uh, that is an option to do it in like three, four months because they get a lot of tools. So it's not like, okay, after the three months, boom, you need to continue working with all the things you have uh, learned during this period. No, totally. So what, how frequently would you be in touch? It'd be like once a week or so, or would you get in touch with, is it like an intensive course or is it? Yeah, um, this one will be intense. So it will be once a week. Um, at some uh, sessions, there might be one and a half, two weeks in between because it's uh, some heavy shit <laughs> where you really need to like, okay, I need to think about this when we're talking about values. If you need to change your values, your the life values, how you live your life and you need to... Um, find the progress to uh, implement uh, new values and how you need to live with them. Uh, but um, it is a, a three months where we like go crazy and turn the world upside down. It's a, a journey. I just have been uh, on, my, on my own because I took the education. Uh, it took actually, normally it's half a year because, but uh, because of uh, Corona, I took it online. So it was like three months and uh, it was, it was amazing. So, even though it, it was my coaching education right now and I'm fully happy and everything about my ostomy, just this uh, journey um, when you look into yourself and uh, try to reach some new goals and just learn how you see the world, it's, it can change uh, everything, how you see people. And yeah, it's just magical. It's <laughs> I'm a big fan. Um. Well, that kind of leads me to next. What's what is it that inspires you to keep going? Like with particularly with this in fitness in general in life, what's what's your inspirations? If you're getting like a tough time or a tough day, what gets you through? If one thing, it is to make a difference. As fitness, nah, screw that. Is it's just for my health and my yeah, my mental health. Um, but I do that so I have I can make my focus to do what I really love, and it is to make a difference to people. I have a lot of lovely people, um, especially on the Facebook and especially on the Instagram, who's uh, texting me every day. They're just like oh, so inspiring, and thank you for your tip. You moved me from like this uh, kid on from Norway, eight years old, uh, from from this I hate it and I didn't want and. And maybe I just took a little step uh, and from there to the next one and the next one, those messages, they are just amazing. And because I have, I was there. Um, so could move, move people who were in the, in, at the place I was like those uh, six and a half, seven years ago where I was screaming out, I don't want to live my life and try to move me in the direction I'm living my life right now. That's what I'm living for. I believe that um, that is uh, what I should do for living uh, the rest of my life somehow. Yeah, it's it's really powerful. I'm 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 rooting for you. What um, what's the hardest part for you when you're doing this kind of stuff? Like whenever you're, is it meeting the people for the first time, or like what's what's the hardest part for you? Actually, the hardest part is when. Uh, in, in actually, the first session and in, in the intro session where they actually 
They don't believe it's an option for them. They can see, I have done it, I have done it for a lot of other people, but no, this, I, it's too good to be true. Um, of course, I, I changed their mind and that makes me crazy happy, but when I just see their face, see the faces like, no, this is hell, um, and when I see those feelings on those people, um, it reminds me of how I felt back then. That's that's the tough one for me. But then it makes it even more excited, and uh, I feel even more happy when I turn it around. Oh, not me. We do it together, of course. Well, that's incredible. What and um, what um, what part of it for you? Um, like, what's what's the hardest thing you've had to do with somebody in terms of the, their treatment? Sort of like. Has there, has there been anybody that you've spoken to that you just don't feel you're getting through to? Or like, what sort of things do you, would you do to sort of help someone understand? I, I had one girl who came home uh, at my place and um, she I, I made some um, ostomy bags, covers back then. And she uh, wanted to buy a few so she can buy. And she was new with her ostomy. And she just went crying over my shoulder and said, like, my boyfriend broke up because of my ostomy. And there was a lot of other things. And I just felt her pain. Um, it it was horrible. And we were not making any coaching there, actually. So I just, I just took her and hugged her and told her, you know, the life is like, you cannot be happy all the time. You will, it will go down, but also when it is down it cannot stay there forever because there will always be changes in life um but i was a tough one it's never never ever uh nice to see people unhappy in that way when you have been there yourself um and back then uh, i was actually not doing any co any coaching but uh, we became uh, indeed <laughs> that they really really close and uh, spoke for an hour or two or something um but that was more like mentoring. Uh, what what can you do from here, and what is my advice, and so on. But um, yeah, it can be tough to see people when they are devastated and they don't have any belief in themselves and their life and the future. Yeah, it's it's hard. It is hard to watch sometimes. And even though, because it because it is like looking in a mirror, I guess mm. um, you know, or at least looking at at, at a at photograph back in time. Um, so, what would you if someone's watching now and like? A, could potentially be what you would consider a client or, or mm. someone who's really struggling with their diagnosis. What would your advice be to that person? Uh, actually, the the best thing you can do with if you're new with ostomy or just you're not not happy with your ostomy, um, do now I say do something for yourself. Um, it can be now I say workout, but something that makes you happy. But I believe that. Self-education, um, and when it comes to an ostomy and all the negative thoughts we have, that will be my advice to like, focus on that. How can I uh, train my mental health? Is it a, a coach or a psychological uh, person or a yoga, whatever works for you? Um, but there's two ways, in my opinion, to have a, a happy life. It is, of course, to have uh, the physical uh, health, but indeed as well the, the mental health because if you're not fresh up here and you are a lot of the negative thoughts you're not a happy person um and i have i have <laughs> i was there so I, I know what i'm talking about so um take and invest in uh, in yourself um that's you have the whole future so uh, it's the best you can do 
Would you be willing to share any micro practices that you would maybe recommend for someone who is looking to do something to help their own mental health? In what way, sorry? Any sort of practices or something that you might uh, advise someone to do? Would you want to share any, anything like that? Um, the fun part is uh, I got a lot of, um, of course, now I'm a coach. So I really think it's a, a nice area to start in because uh, coaching is focusing on, on now and the future. We can also go back and see what 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 do we have some power from the past um, compared to people who's uh, dealing with uh, psychological um, uh, yeah psychological uh, they go a lot of back in in the in the past but normally we get the the um, the ostomy right now so we just need to have focus on okay what is it we are having right now what are we dealing with and what can we do from here actually. Um, but again, like ostomy and how we are designed inside, what's, what's working for me is maybe not the same for the other person. But uh, work with the mental health um, we have here in Denmark, especially have a lot of focus on that the last four, five, five years um, because it was a health we have like forgotten. We have a lot of uh, fitness and healthy food and so on, but uh, we, we were not thinking clear. So we were not uh, practicing our mental health. And what, what sort of stuff do you find works for yourself? I know um, a lot of people talk about journaling or mm. doing sort of meditation or mindfulness stuff. What sort of things do you do to help with your own sort of mental health? I'll be lying if it was not a fit, fitness. Is a, now, of course, that's also physical, but for me, it's a big, a big part of it is the mental health. Um, but then I get a lot of um, energy, happiness, and mental health when I'm with people. I have a community of uh, of people who are just inspiring and happy and. When I'm within, the energy goes like ah, so it gives me a lot of uh, energy and power. And now, when I am um, educated, coach my network has got even bigger. Uh, so then I meet another kind of people co- who can inspire me in another way. Um, so yeah, that's just amazing. Um, but people in general, I, I love <laughs> to meet new people. It's amazing. No, I mean that's incredible, and I think the the work you've done on yourself is so clear that it's you know that it's clearly a main driver for what you do now um if someone was looking to get into fitness and doing some bodybuilding Mm -hmm. what would your advice be to them they need to make sure where they are if they have an ostomy of course um in their condition is there yeah what is their condition right now for how long time have they have the ostomy and normally i don't want to give advice on that uh, because i don't know their history how sick they were just before how the operation went how many operations they have had uh, so I normally i actually just say you need to talk to your doctor about that i tell them of course there's a lot of um uh, yeah, exercise the way can be gentle for your stomach and so on. Um, but I can, I don't have any clue what, where, where you can start. But uh, in general, the best advice is, of course, take it slowly. There's no, no, no reason to rush it. Yeah, and like I think, I think that's one of the main flaws that a lot of people end up having is they don't take things slowly. Mm. What we want it today, we don't want it tomorrow, so to speak. Um, but yeah, I think definitely the best advice I could give anybody would be to make sure they speak to their their health professional, exactly. do- doctor or stoma nurse, get an understanding of where they are mm. uh, physically before they take on any form. I think that's the main concern pe- people should have is obviously that we do have an ostomy or you have got some form of medical condition mm. and just be mindful of it. It's not going to be a deal breaker. I mean, I don't, I don't know how you feel about it, like, but... 
and do know that some people feel like it is a deal breaker. Uh, you mentioned that earlier. Like, how did you overcome that? Uh, in what uh, situations? Uh, fitness gym? Uh, situations or... with getting back into fitness. I know you mentioned back yeah. when you first got your ostomy, you thought that fitness was over for you and it was a deal breaker. And I was, yeah. I came from a similar perspective. I thought I'd never do sport again. So how, how did you feel like about like I, that? I, I got two uh, things that was on my concern, uh, less, uh, so to say. Um, I didn't in the beginning believe that I could accept my body even though I got bigger and started to working out. Uh, and the other thing was like, Ugh, go in the shower and normally I, I take shower in the gym because I'm there easy peasy but can I do that I'm like that handicapped boy uh, with an ostomy bag <laughs> really but when when you accept it it's just like yeah and you have you have your confidence in your back it doesn't matter people yes of course they are looking and uh, yeah, seven eight times during my fitness career uh, <laughs> people have uh, some people have asked oh, what is that and it's really nice and kind and uh, no hate nothing there um, and then we just have a talk about that i met one guy one guy i have met in my local gym uh, also with an ostomy bag when i was uh, going into shower i was like oh everyone just coming high five oh, nice to meet you <laughs> and it was like magical people in the in the in the locker room, I was like, oh, it's like if you have a Mercedes and you see another one, you're like, hello, brother. <laughs> so uh, we had a quite a fun time there. No, it's brilliant. I think that's one of the most important things uh, for people to understand is uh, for the most part, people are interested for the right reasons as opposed to the wrong Indeed. reasons. I think it's easy to, I think we all do fear, irrespective of how healthy and well we are mentally and physically, we all fear being ridiculed for something that we can't help. And I think that's something that people need to understand. By and large, most people, when it comes to this stuff, are really welcoming and, and more intrigued and interested for reasons as it's unusual as opposed to wanting to make fun of it. Yeah. And also people, so without a back, me, as including myself, I was afraid that people was wanted to say something, but... Now I have been going to the gym a lot and uh, been an OC strip. People are looking, but I understand that if they have never seen an ostomy bag, uh, they look and that's something that they are just thinking, what is that? Um, but I have never ever heard someone who said something uh, badly about it to me. Uh, and when that's going to be the normal thing, you're getting uh, some new classes on, it's like, okay, all I thought in the beginning when I got my ostomy, um, all the limitations and what people were thinking, what I thought they were thinking, actually it's not true and mm -hmm. if you really want to figure it out go ask them, what is the worst that can happen Yeah, I, I, mean, I think yeah, sometimes you have to be really brave to do that but I oh, think indeed, it's, also, indeed. it's also really the, the, the only way that you can really resolve the situation I'm like, I think the only times I ever had any negativity um, relating to IBD is actually through ignorance where someone didn't know um and it was um i was just taking a bit of extra time in the bathroom and i was i just want to say it was like a social occasion in a bar and the person wanted to use the bathroom and i've got i'm trying to sort out a bit of a, a bit of a bag issue that i was having um and then i, I came out and i i apologized to guys I like i'm really sorry that took a lot of time uh but i've got an ostomy bag and showed him the ostomy bag and he, and he was just like he was aghast that he'd behaved in the way that he had because obviously with the door closed, he had no idea what was going on mm. behind that door. I, don't think, I think that actually uh, 
that situation is probably one of those life lessons for people that you just people you never know what's happening behind that door or inside exactly head and it can really be helpful to try and understand that maybe that person just and i don't i try to believe that most people have good intent and if their intent is good then what they're doing is probably a misunderstanding as opposed to actually being something that's openly and decidedly wrong Mm. maybe they had a really really bad day and then it just goes out on you yeah, I mean, I, I used to be a very black and white person and mm. like very divisive. It was wrong or it was right and there was no in between, whereas I'm starting to be a bit more, a bit more of a grey man uh, where, <laughs> there's, where there's 50 shades of it. We can keep going down there. You can call me Christian if you want. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, it's just really interesting that sort of the older you get and the sort of more life experience you get, the more things that you see, just understanding that, most of the things are multifactorial. It's like in work. I don't know if you've got colleagues or anything that work with you in your business. Um, Not yet. <laughs> but being the owner of the business and being the, like the proprietary owner, it can feel like, I guess, like everything lies on your shoulders. And when someone doesn't live up to your expectations, like I know if you might um, have an arrangement with somebody and they pull out of it or you've got something happening for your Instagram or YouTube or something and it doesn't work out right because of somebody else. It's like there's an emotive part of you that really wants to be angry and get in someone's face. And that's the way I used to be. Um, But then it's just understanding like, do you think that they deliberately sabotaged it? Did you think that they, whenever they set out that day that their mission was to go, now I'm going to mess this up for this guy or now I'm going to be an absolute ass to, anybody and it's like well they probably didn't and when you start when you start opening that that question and starting to answer it for yourself it does it just seems to resolve a lot more than actually makes antagonistic Indeed. i don't know i don't know what your perspective is on that i know it's kind of waffled a lot <laughs> here. but uh like, what's your perspective on like dealing with other people the thing is i'm working with a, a little model um control model it's called in Denmark it's really basically it's a the inner circle what do I have the fully control of uh, if I just uh, say okay I close now my fully control and out from there that's the the influence I have and that could be people I don't have any control about um, if I'm going on a date how a girl will react on the me having a stoma but I have my influence how I pre-frame I uh, how I tell I, I have my stoma and outside that, outside that, the influence uh, circle, we have like I would say the world. Um, I would say the uh, things we can't have any influence and uh, control over. Uh, for example, uh, Corona. We don't. It's not in my control. I don't have any influence on to deal with it. Um, the only thing I can control is my behavior and uh, what I should do in the situation. Uh, not go close to people. Not to see more than five people in the period where it was the worst um so but with that in mind i give all my energy to the things i have control uh, and what i have influence for and the things that um, hit me in a negative way that i cannot do anything about i'm like i should not give any energy and uh, my time uh, for that and when people learn and get better and better i also work on it every single day um it gives a lot of infinite, uh, confidence and energy and 
positive vibes because if you focus on what you can do and change, I mean, then you can actually do a lot of things, and it makes it makes people happy. So uh, it's uh, one of uh, my models. I actually also teach uh, my clients into try to live with and uh, use for daily basis. I mean, I think that's that's really um, a positive thing to do. I think that's something that we all lose track of. It's very easy mm. to become emotive in, a, in in most situations and allow the emotion to drive you. And being able to take a little step back and just go, well, what what in this situation can I actually control? Exactly. And just, re- just realizing that, like, it's, it's how many times have we uh, been there saying like, oh, this shitty weather, it's rainy, and but there's, there's nothing you can do. I know it can be like heavy, heavy, Nico. Uh, uh, but what you can do is take a raincoat. I don't like rainy days, but there's nothing I can do about it. I can take mm-hmm. a cacao uh, with some uh, ripped cream, and then I can see some Netflix, and then yeah, okay, that's a kind of good evening as well. <laughs> yeah, and as I say, as it comes back to like you can't control the impact that people are going to have and you can't control like that interaction of what exactly what they're going to do but what you can do is you the only thing you can do is control your reaction and um it's like uh one of the i can't remember his name now but one of the one of the mindful coaches that i kind of follow on social media and things like that gave a really good analogy of having a car crash so you're you're on a roundabout you pull out and a car hits you. You there's no way you could have foreseen that. There's no way no. you can control that situation. But what you can do is control your next action. Exactly. And, and that's you know, I mean, when you when you start to think about that, like and then add in the factor that do you think that that person was deliberately driving around that roundabout mm. with the intent on hitting you? Probably not. And it kind of just all those things snowball. And it's actually just it almost what's the word? I'm trying to think of the word de-escalates the situation. I think that's yeah. something, particularly in today's world, we don't actually do enough. There is so much escalation, like in in form of how people try to speak to each other when they're on a difference of opinion. And I think the, the real art is to be able to de-escalate and have a conversation. Kind it's of. It's a, a good thing to take, uh, yeah, with you on your backpack when you're going out to out in the world because it's. If you need to focus, uh, you want to control everything, and uh, you 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 cannot do, then you need to be Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, um, I kind of we kind of diverted off course there with a bit more sort of mindful stuff, which is cool. Uh, but I've got to the part of this show, Nico, where I've robbed it off Lewis House, and essentially it's called the Three Truths. So we get a little bit deep, a little bit personal. Mm. Um, I would I was just uh, just before I need to have a chasha in here, so I will just. Unplug my set. <laughs> and so. Be perfect. Perfect. And you can still hear me? Yeah, can still hear you. Perfect. perfect. So, um, the three truths it's your last day, many years from now, on Earth, yeah. all the work you've ever done. So, your Instagram is gone, all of your creations that you've made are gone. Um, or somehow lost. What three truths, I, like life lessons, would you leave for the world to know? What would you? What would the most valuable three life lessons or three truths be for mm. you? I have one thing I actually learned just around my uh, getting an ostomy uh, time. There, it was good things never end; they make a new beginning. Uh, it's a mindset for me. 
through I'm living every day. Um, it's a for me. It, you can maybe for you guys, it's like another thing. Uh, what you believe it be, but for me, it's like, of course, I know bad things happens because I cannot have control about anything uh, of, of everything. But I believe that that comes that can that can always come something positive out of that. Um, so that's actually my 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 main thing to uh, believe in, in in the good thing things coming uh three things uh, i want life lessons um time time is valuable uh we again um, with the con the circle of control we I, I try not to focus on what i can't control because we only have like 20 hours uh, a day so i'm really trying to connect with all the positive things i i can't find uh, so really the the value of time and then it's it's like just connecting with the right persons and for me that means getting a lot of energy positivity uh, normally we say that you are the product of the five closest person you have in your life so that's um that's a truth that is can change a lot for some people when they see they have some unhealthy relationships, girlfriends, friends, or in the family. So that will be uh, my top three to uh, to leave the earth when I when I'm leaving. I mean, they're they're beautiful, you know. Um, good things make new beginnings, um, so they never end. The uh, making sure time is valuable. I think that's really positive and making sure your your relationships are positive. That's they're like, yeah, proper proper things to live by, I believe. Um, I'd just like to take a minute just to appreciate yourself. Um, to thank you for coming on the show. Um, I, I know it's you know, you're in your own time. I do this in the evenings, and it's really an honor to have had you on and just your enthusiasm and your energy levels. <laughs> like you've 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 buzzed me up now. I'm on a high, so I'm not gonna be able to go to sleep now, but uh maybe, <laughs> Absolutely brilliant to 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 know you and to interact with you on everything that you're doing on the premise of helping others and to make a difference is so admirable. And I just want to thank you on behalf of Crohn's Cast and the general IBD community to keep going forward and doing what you do. It's brilliant to, to follow you. Thank you so much. Let's appreciate it. Okay, guys. Thank you so much for joining us tonight on Crohn's Cast. Uh, we have been chatting to Nico all about his life and his passions within fitness and just helping others and making a difference in the world. It's been an absolute pleasure with him on the show tonight and catching up. And as you can see, he's got so much energy. So if you are not energized after this chat, I don't know what will make you energized. So thanks very much for watching, guys, and we'll catch you on the next one.